What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Good mm. old humor. How's your week, man, Terence? Um, well, the weather has been topsy turvy, eh, really. But and, this week has just been hot, right? No, but it keeps raining and it's very hot and it rains and it's very hot. Yeah, so quite a um, you know, you you wanna you you kind of prepare for the day to be very hot, then suddenly it's pouring, and you have to cancel whatever plans you have to go out in the sun and all that. Mm. So uh, a lot of uh, twists and turns, uh, basically. What sort of plans do you have, Terence, to go out in the sun? No, when you got a child, you got to you gotta constantly engage them. You know, think oh, of yeah, ways true, to engage true. them in public. Yeah, well, that is not true. So, yeah, it's not so like the good old days of being single. No, I mean same yeah. way I'm married now, lah. Not to say that like like there's like um like uh, it's it's more difficult because we've been living together pre marriage as well. Um but I mean we did have the hottest day in twenty twenty three on April fourth. Yeah. It's thirty five point nine degrees. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even then like uh I don't know, like uh there's something about Singapore weather, I guess the humidity that makes it just horrible, Because you know, if you know, if anyone knows anyone in Dubai or the Middle East, the temperatures get like crazy there in the 40s, right? Mm. But I don't know, Singapore, 36 degrees is like, holy shit, man. Yeah, and the humidity just just clings onto you. Like it's, you know, in every, under every pore, it's in every pore of your skin. It just reminds you that it's there and it's hot and it's it's wet and it's all over, you know? Yeah, like the last time I wasn't moist, was probably like February twelfth. Mm, mm, yeah, during exactly. the cold, the cold spell, right? It's yeah. been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long mm. ass time. But I think, yeah. it's, I think it's only going to get worse because April is never the hottest time of the year. Right? It's not. It's not. I'm still. I'm still willing to give April a second chance. Lah, you know, maybe mm. who knows? April might turn out to be a bit nicer. Uh, you know, since mm. today we're talking a lot about second chances and all. Right? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even see that coming, man. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even man. see that yeah. coming. That's true. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one, and we are finally talking about it, lah. I think we have mm. like mm. like skimmed over it in previous podcasts, but we are finally talking about it. Uh, yeah. But before we jump into that, is there anything you like to say, Terence? Uh, I think on our subreddit, people have already been posting it and pointing it out. But we were mm. recently on the Financial Coconut podcast as well mm. uh, to talk a little bit about money and you know how YouTubers and content creators make money and all. So there was a part one. Now, I believe part two is now out as well. So you can mm. either listen to it on Financial Coconut on Spotify or on their face on their YouTube channel as well where they post a video. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, mm, yeah it, it's there. And I mean, it was, I just remember I had a great time recording it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it was fun. Like, it was fun. And hopefully yeah. people enjoyed the first one. And now it's the second one, man. It was a long conversation. Always, yeah, always fun to be in the, to, to do something with Reggie from the, yeah. the hit Financial Coconut. Yeah. The head coconut. Mm. Sweet, man. All right. All right, all right, all right. Shall we, Shall we, man? Shall we jump into it? The I thing know you beckons. can't wait. I know, I know you can't wait. Thing you can't wait. beckons. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't even catch wind of this because this is almost like fresh hot, off, fresh off the press. Mm. Um, mm. And it was that um, earlier this morning, uh, Dikosh, who mm. we have kind of mentioned in passing in the past few episodes, 
um, because you know he got released from jail for his offenses, and he's slowly been. Po- I mean, he not slowly. He's been posting a lot on social media, talking about how he wants to share his side of the story, lah. Um, mm. And finally, he uploaded a fifty-one minute video, like a tell-all, uh, on Rumble, the social media platform, um, mm. which. Which, if people aren't aware, it was like co-started by Donald Trump. Uh, mm. After it got after he got cancelled from Twitter, it's basically like um, I don't know what their cancellation policy is, but I know people who who want to put up stuff that might be slightly contentious. Rumble is an option, lah. Mm, favored by right wing commenters, lah. Right. Yes, favored by yeah. right wing commenters, and it's skewed towards a male audience, lah. Mm. So, uh, I mean, how do you catch wind of this story, yeah? Mothership, yo. Mothership. Mainstream, right. as mainstream media as it gets, uh, mothership. Yeah. So, so I mean, okay, before, yeah, I mean, if you're listening and you already clicked on this, because I know some people are just turned off by the whole thing about Dikosh, right? Uh, mm. They're just like, mm. fuck this shit. I don't, I don't care. Let's move on. But, I mean, I think there are certain interesting things to talk about. Lah, because it's a 51-minute video. We can go into what yeah. he spoke about. But yeah. just makes you think about society and the world we live in. Lah. Mm. Uh, but I know you any, alluded. Yeah. No, you alluded to this. You know the response to Dikosh. You know his comeback video and everything. The the yeah. one where he it was a very cinematic trailer where he juxtaposed uh, all the articles and all the people talking about him in, on social media with a very cool shot of him emerging from the light and turning around, almost like a the Avengers Returns kind of yeah, uh, yeah, trailer, correct, like, correct. right? Yeah, correct. So correct. I know you had some very strong reactions to that, and you also had reactions to. To other, you know, influencers and all who reacted very positively to that video, lah. Yeah. Um, so when you saw this piece of news, like, what was your immediate, uh, your immediate reaction? My first thought was, okay, finally, um, I want to hear this because I think when I used to hear him saying that, you know, I'm just waiting for the right time to share my story, and I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, I believe everyone has a right to share their story, but at the same hmm. time. I don't know. It feels like your your social media clout is you're you're regaining your mojo, and I feel like yeah, hey, wait, wait, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. You can't keep just saying that you're going to share the story and not share it, like When when are you going to mm. share? So yeah. when this came out, I was like, okay, finally, and I want to. If you're going to talk about it, I want to watch it, lah. Um, mm. My sentiments up to this point is like what you said, lah. Like um, the first few things he posted online, it almost felt like um, like he's been wronged, lah. He's mm. been wronged and he's here to set the record straight. And mm. I was just seeing mm. commenters from uh, comments from other influencers, which I mean, it's public. You can see on Instagram, people like Hirzi, Genie Boy, and all people with like hundreds of thousands of followers, if not mm. more, like, you know. And like just making jokes of like, oh, you know, how how jail got no barber and stuff. And it felt it felt overly lighthearted la, mm. about the gravity of things. And then Dikosh has gone on to post quite positive videos about how his, his health improved, um, how he had time to think through stuff, how his diet improved, how he has lost weight. And generally, if you didn't know the backstory, he just looks like a positive influencer, la, positive content mm. creator. Yeah, yeah. I think the last time we didn't want to talk about it because we knew that there must be some tell-all video or, so, or something coming out at some point, la, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, the interesting thing is this is my first time watching something on on Rumble. Like, I've read about it, I've heard about it, but I've never actually watched anything on Rumble itself. Mm. So, uh, in some ways, Dikosh has influenced uh, people to go and check out Rumble for the first time. Uh. Mm, that's uh, right, yeah. But, it's the first video I watched on Rumble. It is, so. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, so it really shows you. Yeah, he has that draw, right? He has the draws, and uh, he had the draws influencer, and uh, maybe yeah, for whatever reasons, maybe he felt like I can't put this up on YouTube because it it might violate some policies or something that might cause it to get taken down. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, the I, I guess the biggest thing that shocked me was that it's a fifty-one minute long video. My God, mm. fifty-one minutes. It's like a and, podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's pretty much a monologue, right? It's just, mm. I mean, I think there were two um, people who are behind the camera asking, two girls asking him questions or at least mm. reacting to certain things he said. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's really just him, right? And, and no yeah. one else. Yeah, yeah. So 51 minutes, man. If, um, yeah, I only recommend you watch it if you really, really have the time or if you're really, really interested in this, lah. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people making reaction videos and commenting on this and probably Reddit threads coming up trying to dissect it. But again, mm. I think I think it's worth talking about it because one thing that I think everyone has thought about at some point is when people fuck up in the eyes of society, How? Mm. what is a path they can take to try and claw back some, some, some normalcy, right? Some semblance mm. of a regular life. Everybody yeah. fucks up. What is the path? And this is an interesting path, lah. So, mm. okay, so I mean, just like we can summarize what he talks about because if you're listening, I don't know if you're going to watch the full 51-minute video. Both of us watched the whole thing. Um, there are articles trying to summarize it, but so I'll just, I'll just at a high level, just go through the things he said. So, mm. first thing he wanted to address the allegations and there was some stuff that I also realized that I didn't know of before. Mm. Um, mm. So, so, he was first accused in 2020. He went on Instagram and denied the allegations um and because there were a number of allegations la, so somewhere along the line that denial of the first allegation became like he's denying all allegations um mm. there were different allegations um and then he sent the cease and desist letter to the first allegation but in the news according to him it was painted like he was silencing all his victims la. Mm. um mm. i think one big thing when the case came out was that he was paying money in return for sex la, which i mean Without context, it just sounds horrible. Uh, but he yeah. admits, I think for the first time publicly, that he did choose a sugar daddy, sugar baby lifestyle from as early as, I think, 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And right. I guess I guess what he said is true. There's nothing wrong with that if both parties are consensual. Uh, yeah. Right. right? It's not against the law. So that's what he, he did. Uh, and where he admits he screwed up uh, uh, was that the three people he did end up having sex with in exchange for money uh, were 17 years old. According mm. to him, he was not aware that in Singapore, 16 is, is the age of consensual sex, but for paid sex, where there's some money exchange uh, happening, it's 18. Uh, actually, did he have sex with them? I thought it was the attempt to procure sex with them. That, that was what he was convicted for. Because if he had sex with them, it would be a much uh, oh, yes. uh, heavier sentence. Important clarification. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very important. It was, yeah, the 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 solicitation. La, right? Mm, that's right. Okay, yeah, the solicitation. And and I think it's important that we clarify stuff like this because uh, he did go through details and some of which were new to me. And even now, after doing research, I still made a mistake. So mm, I apologize okay. for that because this can be very touchy. It was not the actual act. It was the solicitation. Mm, right, that's right. Um, and uh, there was another report that said he asked for sex in exchange for money when the victim was fifteen. So mm. according to him, he met the victim on Grinder, which is the app, uh, like the hookup app, 
very big in the in the gay community mm. where all people are required to admit that they are 18 or above lah mm-hmm. so according to him the person didn't believe that it was decor so he shifted it to instagram and that's when he realized the guy was 15 mm by seeing pictures of the kid in uh school uniform and all that lah. yeah 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 so so um and i mean he also said that that there is a community of people who are open to sex for money and it's apparently designated with like a emoji with a money sign on 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 your name lah and mm. this guy had it in his grinder account yeah um so that nothing happened with that person and he was very clear about that um and then there were two videos that were found on his old phone lah uh, of him having sex with two individuals both who were, mm. who were like 23 or 24 years old because when the investigation started they confiscated all his equipment all his SD cards all his hard drive yeah so of the eight charges that he initially had against him the final one was that uh he was raped uh, he raped someone lah um but just so happened that one of the two videos that were found was mm. a recording of that act of sex which Dikosh admits he recorded without consent Mm, mm. And ironically it was that video that caused the final charge of rape to be dropped because it mm. showed that it wasn't rape lah. Yeah. But there was the, still the charge of filming someone yeah uh, in without their consent all right filming someone in the act of sex without their consent. Yeah, correct. Um and then he yeah. pointed out that uh because of all these nuances where you know the the charge of the allegation of rape was dropped Um, the cease and desist was apparently for the first allegation only. There was no sex involved. It was just a solicitation of sex. He said the media outlets at that point in time were very misleading, mm. Um, mm. because I think you know they called him. They I, and I do recall reading headlines like you know with the word pedophile inside. Even if it's him denying he's a pedophile, mm. uh, that he had sex with minors, and that he felt it was sensationalized lah. Mm. Uh, yep. And then he. Was open about where he admits he fucked up, um, yeah. which is you know like trying to solicit sex on Instagram, which is out of like the the pool of people who who dabble in that you know with the money sign and all this, the 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 the, the that aspect of of community lah, mm. and then that that he wasn't aware of the seventeen year old being against the law for mm. paid sex. Mm. Mm. And then he went for two psychiatric assessments that deemed that he was not a pedophile. Um, mm. And then one element of the court case is the statement of facts, lah, which is issued after he pled guilty. Mm. Um, and he had issues with that, lah, where apparently it alleged that he was driving to the victim's school to pick up the the young, uh, the seventeen-year-old to have sex and all that, which he said was all untrue. But at that point in time, he was so exhausted and so drained financially that he decided not to. Uh, deny that note that um, a statement of facts, which again he said it's like eight thousand dollars to go for each each time you want to deny it in court, lah. Mm. And then after that, he talks about how it has impacted his life, how he is thankful for his family, thankful for his friends that have stood by him, but it's said that he can't even thank his friends publicly because they would be uh, attacked online, lah. Yeah, that's right. So that was the gist of what uh, I took away. What articles are summarizing? Was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, I think yeah, he he said also yeah lah. He's very sad because uh, he gave the examples of he you know he can't even be around young young children anymore. Whether it's his family gatherings 
or even you know walking past the playground he would skirt around the playground because he didn't want people to to you know say anything about him and that also he he recounted an incident of being um taunted while in taking a bus uh, where a bunch of uh, boys or men i'm not sure were standing around him saying hey you you fuck boys is it and things like that lah, to him mm. and how come when when you go in jail and things like that so he said i mean he's printing it there as a public figure he's had he's suffered his reputation has suffered a lot from this whole thing and and it's hard for him to even go around and this is a stain that will stay with him forever lah. yeah mm, mm. so so I mean, towards the end he got, he got quite emotional yeah. and all lah. yeah mm got cry and so now you're going to ask the million dollar question is it no, I just wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah, so do you, Harish, do you believe in second chances? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. And and I'm sure you do also. Right. Mm. Yes, but, I do. But that's a very blanket statement, lah, parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 fucking I mean, blanket statement. The other thing I want to ask is like from your from from the high horse that you're sitting on. What is the judgment you're gonna put? You're gonna meet out to to de cautious uh, social media appearance. What is this high <laughs> horse that you speak of, uh, parents? My feet are still touching the ground, on the ground. I'm sitting on a chair. No, I, because I think you you already, uh, you know, the last podcast or I think the last podcast we did, you already brought up this issue already, lah, right? Mm. And you had quite strong opinions about it already. So after yeah. watching this, does this change any of your opinions? Okay, so so yeah, so that was why I also wanted to talk about it because. I know previously I was like, you know what, screw this bullshit. Lah. Okay, you don't you want to share a story, you share. Now that he did the video on mm. how to... So, okay, so first of all, I still think it's good that he did the video to mm-hmm. clarify certain things. Okay. Which, which even I was like, oh, I didn't know that, lah, admittedly. You know, mm. and, and I think, I, I can't remember if we spoke about it in detail, but it was something that I was reading and all that. So... I appreciate like him doing the video and I can't imagine his life right now. Of course, he has friends and family, but it must suck big time, lah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been going on since 2020, since the first allegation came out. He went to prison during the one-year investigation. He couldn't really do anything. So his life was in, in shambles lah, and plus COVID some more, you know. Mm. Um, but even after all that, I feel his stance it still doesn't sit well. Um, mm, and why is that? Like, certain things about... Uh, okay, so... So, it, it also... Okay, so, it, it's, it's very interesting because he's not just a, a, a citizen on the street. He's a public figure. And he's quite mm. a big... Mm. Big following, like, you know, he had quite a big following. Yeah. Yeah. And just the nature of how he... He spoke about how the media labeled him a certain way, and that's a label mm. he'll stick with for the rest of his life. Yeah. But he has done that multiple times to multiple people. Mm. And, and I, I think mean, for, what what you're referencing mm. there is that part of his stick or his branding is literally like doing videos like uh the top idiots of the year in Singapore, right? Yes. Where he 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 does a countdown of uh, people who've done stupid things. Uh, maybe even illegal things on social media or, you know, especially social media influencers, you know, who have done publicly very uh, stupid things or had spats online and things like that. So he's mocked them and he's also, you know, he was also the guy who called out uh, when another influencer, Eden Ang, also had a very big scandal, right? He was hmm. like the, he was basically the, the, 
judge, jury, and executioner in that, that case, right? He was front and center in bringing that story um, to light, right? Yeah. So it's just yeah, quite a quite a big fall from from grace and. And yeah, just a reminder that yeah, that's where he started. Like. It wasn't it's not just Dekosh a personality or Dekosh the DJ. It was Dekosh the almost like uh almost a crusader like, kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean yeah, mm. dude, I even forgot about the top ten idiots, idiots of the year. Like I know he had public mm. spats mm. with uh Ridwan, um who mm. I guess they made up uh, over time. He, Tianhao and NOC made that one video that was the first major taint on the influencer scene in Singapore if if not other 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 stains where they were doing mm-hmm. a smash or pass and talking about other people f- from a physical perspective like you know about whether they would fuck them and shit then mm. there was a video I think about with Nicole Chu and her book you know mm. Mm. right so it, it was a series of like very you say I sit on a high horse but holy shit he was on like like a fucking unicorn <laughs> flying in the stratosphere man yeah, um, it was fucking hundred story, hundred story yeah, like Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. So then, I guess that's where it just doesn't, it doesn't sit. There's something a bit off, lah. So, so I mean, we can talk about it, but for you, okay, after after you listen to it, and you've also been keeping as much track of it as as me, if not more. What did you feel? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy, la. He's only been out of jail for like I don't know, like five minutes, and already there's all this content coming out the comeback and uh, explaining my side of the story. You know, usually, like, there's usually a, a period of people, especially public figures who get in trouble, they they do, they go away for quietly for a while, right? And in yeah. his case, he went to jail and then he came out of jail and hasn't even been a minute and really there's, like, content and articles about it. Again. So, it kind of makes you question, like, um, is there any remorse, right? for any mm. wrong that he might have done. Uh, and yeah, just watching the video, it, it uh, I would say it really focused, the video, the, for me, the, the focus of the video was really like passing through the different charges and identifying which one were honest mistakes and which ones were, oh, okay, it was wrong. Yeah, I fucked up, that kind of thing, like, right? And this mm. is why I fucked up. As opposed to recognizing the hurt to the victims that this might have caused, you know? Uh, or talking more about how how he's taking steps to reform or get better after this whole thing. Like, because maybe, you know, besides second chances, besides just giving people second chances, I think uh, what you want to, what you would love to hear also is how people have maybe reflected and, and also changed during all this, this period of turmoil, right? Mm. Um, but I don't think we saw as much of that in the video. You know, uh, I think there was a, there was, there's been a lot of banter about how much weight he lost um, in the video, uh, uh, being in prison and everything. But um, yeah, other than that, I haven't seen much about what steps he's taking to, you know, um, whether to 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 better himself or to, to you know, I, I don't know if there's any way to, uh, but uh, make things better for the victims as well. Right. Mm, mm. Uh, whereas it's more of a okay, oh, yeah, I did my time already. I served my time, and that's it, really. You know. Mm. So that's where it, yeah, it does sit a little uncomfortably with me. And uh, yeah, and I guess the other thing also is that uh, quite clearly, you know, social media was his his playground, right? Mm. Social media was where he got famous. Social media was how he got paid, and he, in his own words himself, he used Instagram. You know, he. 
he was talking to that 15-year-old kid on Grindr who mm. didn't believe that he was actually Dekosh. And then he, he brought it to Instagram. So, so even social media was even the place where these uh, crimes were committed, like, right? Mm. It, it was on social media platforms. So to see him back on social media again, you know, on this very same platform which was used to to commit the crime and all that, um, it's just quite quite uh quite crazy, la. It makes you wonder, like, hey, is there any kind of like uh understanding of the 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 severity of what what you did and 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 how it might have affected the victims and uh about what people. What 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 the general public really thinks about uh, about you coming out la. So yeah, that's why the whole thing to me just like wow, it's kind of crazy la. But but that's it. Like you, I also believe in second chances. But what kind of second chances do you believe there are for a sex offender? Um. So I mean, he he legally is quite classified as a sex offender, right? I suppose so. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Because. Yeah. So so. I mean, the thing is, uh, so technically, he didn't have sex with anyone under the age of 18, mm. correct? Uh, did not have commercial sex with anyone under the age of 18, yeah. Ah, okay, didn't have commercial sex. I mean, okay, so sex offender, it's something that I, I still don't know the answer to. I think no one knows the answer. Um, mm. It feels like once you're a sex offender, rapist, there's almost no redemption. La. You mm. stick with that label for the rest of your life and too bad for you. You would make mm. the best of it, but too bad for you. Um, and so, so I think, I think there's, I mean, there are always going to be steps that you can take to maybe make your less life less shitty. And mm. I think in this case, I don't know. Yeah, like um, even for for me, I mean, we full disclosure, we made a video with him back in 2014. Um, mm. I remember my thoughts of him. I was like, hey, this guy's funny, professional, came on time, did what he had to do, and I was like, hey, cool. And we kept in touch with me at events but after a while I don't know there was uh, the more he became that kind of like uh, moral moral judge online I just was like what what is this guy up to la? and then we never worked mm-hmm. with him after that right mm-hmm. so at this point I think even just seeing as someone trustworthy someone who is sincere it's going to take a long time for me um, mm-hmm. but but then it, it makes me think you know like as much as we say social media is not the best thing for him to be on right now, which I agree, mm. but this, everything points towards it being a great way for him to come back. People are um, following him. He's getting an outpouring yeah. of support. Uh, yeah. You can say they're haters and all, but on his Instagram page, there's a lot of love, a lot of support. And that's confusing the so, fuck out of me. <laughs> you're not happy with the support that he's getting. Uh? I'm surprised. Uh. I can't say happy. I mean, so you mm. want to be supportive, sure, but I'm just, I'm just trying to understand, especially for the people who are people with following, right? Um, mm. you have a following, you are a public figure, and by just being so blatantly like, um, uh, like not even acknowledging the shit and just going back to normal, that feels weird. So you you feel that they should be ostracizing him, not commenting on his, his thing, not welcoming him back to social no, media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No lah. But, that, but that's the thing, like commenting and all, I feel, then, you know, people will take it at, at face value lah. And, and it's more the signal of what what you can take away from it. It almost feels like now it is more about the justice that he is owed by society, mm. the compassion that he is owed by society, which he never got lah. But I'm like, mm. 
That's that's not your fucking decision, man. Mm. But then people say, hey, but Harish, you, 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 you talk about this, but like, you know, there are people that you've worked with as well who have gone to prison for whatever offenses and come back. And then after that, you all still cast him in your show mm. and then, you know, even cast him as a lead in one of your shows or a couple of your shows. Well, what's the difference between them? I, I mean, I mean, yeah, we're actually talking about Noah Yap, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Noah Yap is very famously known for having gone to uh, detention barracks for for uh, drug use. So, but we we have continued working with him even after he came out from from uh, from DB and everything, right? Yeah. So, what is the what is what what is the the difference there, Harish, for you? I mean, there were a lot of things said about Noah in the media also that was fucked up, like, you know, and he was very open mm. about how difficult it was for him to get back into the industry. But at no point do I recall seeing or reading something where it was like he was wronged, you know. You can disagree with the law that put him mm. there, you know. Nine-month DB for, for being caught in possession of marijuana. But it felt like, okay, la, suck thumb, la, I broke the law, fuck it, la, I, I, mm. I fucked up. And mm. now it's about getting back my life la. but with Tikosh there's this layer of like everything that was done everything that was said about him was wrong and is mm. not fair to him mm. Mm. yeah so I mean yeah. for you like you know we, we when we casted Noah at no point I think were we thinking hey you know like he's done this in fact we're like no la, like we, we want we want him to be part of the show because he's a talented guy mm. I, I think also because the just understanding the what the crimes the, the mm. crimes were they're, they're not in the same sphere la. like one is uh, you know at the end of the day it, it is a crime but it is his own individual drug use la, right yeah uh, for Noah's situation but I think the decosh side of things is that uh, there were there were real victims to his actions la, right whether mm. it's the the boy the, the kid who was solicited or you know the people who were filmed in the act of uh, an intimate act without their their consent. So so there are victims to the crime, and um, yeah, we've not heard their side of the story, lah, right? Uh, yeah. And obviously, I don't think that's something. That's probably something that they don't want to have to come forward with as well. It's never easy to to come out as a victim of of anything, lah, right? But but the thing is, you say you say victim already, like. But I mean, the fifteen year old boy, in some way, he was very open about you know, money for sex, uh, using the supposed, you know, marker of like, I'm open to money for sex. Mm-hmm. So like, when you say victim also, isn't that kind of like, you're getting offended on his behalf or is it just the age thing for you? Like, no matter mm. what, how much they want sex, you do not have sex with someone below 16. In some way, yeah. He's a, because he's a minor. Yeah. yeah. And, mm. uh, but the moment Dikosh found out that he's 15, he stopped what? According to him, la. according mm. to Dikosh, la, right? That's what mm. his side of the story. No, not saying that uh, discounting what he says is true, but the thing is that that, that kind of defense doesn't 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 sit lah in in the eyes of the law, lah, right? You know, mm, mm. I don't know if you remember all those years ago when there were a lot of um a lot of uh, men, even powerful men in Singapore, who were implicated when there was a seventeen, I believe, a seventeen year old prostitute, um, or a seventeen year old social escort who who slept with a lot of different men. And then mm. a lot of them ended up being uh, implicated in the in the whole process, like you know, and, and going to court and being charged and going to jail and everything. Um, yeah, uh, it, it really even just boiled down to before you you get down and dirty with the act, you you, you kind of need to check the person's IC, la, You know, especially mm. when there's money involved, la, Right. So the defense of like I didn't know, you know that 
that is not a it's not seen as a defense, and it's still still will be. I think yeah, it's still it's still seen as a sex uh sexual offense. So um yeah, whatever you want to say, you know about uh, whether he knew or didn't know and all that. I think you just got to look at the what the what the the law is, and yeah, the law was broken, and a minor was involved, lah. You know, at fifteen years old, I didn't we didn't know shit about how the world is going and how the world operates and and what what could get you in trouble and what are the long term ramifications of what you're doing. So that's why the law is there to protect uh protect kids from themselves as well, like, You know, in mm. some way. Uh, so yeah, then, I think it's actually incumbent on on the adults to 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 make sure that to to enforce that across society, lah. But to me, like that is even. Uh, not the the biggest issue I have an issue with because okay, let's say when I was on dating apps, right? Um, mm. if there was someone who I can't remember whether Tinder had this thing where you have to be above eighteen, and mm. they say they are above eighteen, and mm. we move to WhatsApp, and I see the WhatsApp profile picture, she's celebrating her fifteenth birthday or something, and I stop, right? I mean, mm. in some way, like um, like what more can you do? Like, I know you said that that we are giving him the benefit of the doubt, but mm. that's where I feel like uh, wow, that's a that's tricky lah because he, I don't know what happened after that but nothing happened and according to him, he stopped lah and given that there was investigations of all the conversations and all, I don't know because for me, the, the bigger issues lie with other things lah. Mm, mm. Yeah, but I think you being on Tinder, uh, you're not looking for a commercial arrangement lah, right? Uh, uh, so, I think in his case, it was meant to be a commercial arrangement lah. Ah. Uh, Mm. Yeah. So I think the moment there's any kind of exchange of money involved, but he didn't. Believe, and and what else what? could he have done? He what else could he have done if he found out the person was fifteen when he moved to Instagram? There was no exchange of money done or anything, right? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. That, that's the thing. I don't know the exact sequence of of everything or what's on the chats. So we're only taking what he says at face value, lah. Plus all the, I'm, all the I'm investigation. Pointing or? out is that. Yeah, like, all I'm pointing out is that the uh, saying I didn't know that the law was like that. Uh, it's kind of the moment you're you're paying people money for sex. I think you just need to be a bit more careful, like, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And and so, and saying uh, I don't know is a you, you can't. Yeah, there's a defense that doesn't hold up, like. Yeah, so that is something that I like. Like you really pointed out, I have a big issue with, like, because he says time and again that you know I fucked up. I didn't know that the legal age for commercials, like paid sex, is eighteen la. Mm, and mm. but I'm like, okay, you've been doing the sugar daddy life since 2015. Yeah, this was five yeah. years later. Yeah. It just feels weird that in a domain that can be so tricky, which is having sex mm. with other people for money. Yeah, you. This is one fine print you miss out. Uh. Yeah, I don't know, man. You hear yeah. it, you're like, ugh, really, like. Yeah. Uh, I don't. So yeah, that well, sort of stuff is weird, lah. Because you really point out, lah, that we we do live in this age, this day and age, where even you know an older man kissing a child on the lips, you know, whether it's a, a sign of respect or what, can be taken wrongly and everything, like right? And then when you when you get to the stage of you're paying for sex and all that, you know, and then you you know you're you're oblivious to the kind of laws, the country's laws about these things. That's when it's like. Mm, that's a that's quite a difficult one to swallow. Yeah, exactly. And then so so there's that. And then the thing about the recording of the video, um, the mm. reason he gave why he recorded the video of the person who ended up like um uh, uh, alleging that he was raped by Dikosh was because he said when he was chatting with the guy, 
it just didn't feel right. So when they had sex, he just made the decision, you know what, I'm just going to record it. And then he said, and then I forgot about it. It was on my computer. I totally forgot about it. So when they found it, yeah, like, then he got caught. Like, but he said, ironically, in some weird way, he's still glad he took the video because it saved his life. Because otherwise, he would have been oh. charged as a, as a rapist. Like. So it's just a point of clarification. I'm not 100% sure that that's, that's why he said he recorded the video. That's what um, he said in his, his Rumble video, no? No, but when I watched the Rumble video, my, my takeaway from that was that it was more like he he followed the guy on, on social media or something mm. and saw that the guy had very, uh, you know, uh, was very into into these kind of things, uh, whether it's mm. uh, filming himself or filming other people and things like that. So he 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 just thought, oh, okay, it was, it was just something that he would do, uh, you know. So that's what that's what uh, I said. What did I say? No, no, you said that he the that he felt something was not right. Yeah, so and that's I mean, why he so, took out the. That's why he started to film it. No, something not right in the lead up, lah. Uh, and I think he did mention that the guy had sent him videos of his friends uh, having yeah. sex. So that's yeah, what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah. The not right was from conversations like that, not not uh, okay, on the okay. day itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So, so yeah. I mean, the the sense I got that was that wasn't so much that it was meant to protect himself from anything. La. Whereas it was mm. just more of a in-the-moment kind of thing that he mm. decided to do it. Uh, that, that's my that's my, my impression recollection of it. I, I probably won't watch the whole thing to verify, but yeah, uh, yeah but I just wanted way, to point out that that's my interpretation. Uh. But either way, like no matter what you say, it felt like a very weak defense. La, and you didn't talk about the mm. other video that you recorded. So mm, mm, it's mm. just that sort of thing. And when I look, when you go on his Instagram uh, and he posts an excerpt of the video, the caption is, thank you for everything. Thank you for believing. Thank you. Uh, heart emoji. Then I'm mm. like, what? Like, it feels almost like he's lifting a weight off his shoulder. But mm. what is that weight? That's what I'm fucking confused by. Like, um, and and everything you said, you know, just now about how he's he's using his excuse that he didn't know and he felt this record. If you, not even acknowledging that, yo man, that used to be the person, uh, you, you be the first one to call shit like this out. Mm-hmm. But then now when it happens to you, you're almost saying, okay, this is something you have to stick with for the rest of your life. Lah. And I just feel like, ugh, you want to give mm. second chance also, sure, mm. but just leave a very bitter taste in the mouth. Lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, like maybe if um, there's a bit more, not, not jumping back on social media so quickly, lah, right? Give it a little bit more time to sit and everything. Then maybe it wouldn't feel so weird. But mm. uh, this one really feels like straight away out of prison, straight away, oh, there's more content to create now that I, I'm out of prison already, right? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, so. You know, there's no double jeopardy, so I'm, I'm free to I'm free to, to, to start talking about everything again. Uh. Yeah, so so I'm not, I'm not recommending you go watch the video, but it's just, I don't know, it just makes you think about, I wouldn't even say the, the world we live in, man. The... Mm the the society like how people react to this sort of stuff because I saw some people on Reddit also saying would it be different if it was girls instead of guys you know the the mm. the, the allegation mm. would it would it be different like, would it be different if if um uh is it just because you know one sign of like toxic masculinity you know is that victims of sexual harassment who are male tend to get like okay like, yo, it's less serious like. so 
So when you think mm-hmm. about it, you're like, hmm, okay, if it wasn't Dikosh, if it wasn't someone who was so eloquent online, would it be different? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, oh. interesting. And and uh, I mean the there actually it's not there aren't that many uh influencers or reaction videos that have that have uh called out Dikosh for for what for his uh video so far, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um there's only a few that we've seen on, I've seen on TikTok. Um, but yeah, you, you generally you like what what you were pointing out is that a lot of the the people who've been vocal about it have been positively commenting on his his videos, lah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just fucking weird, surprising, fucking weird. But fucking yeah, weird. it's a uh, it's very weird, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know, we talked a lot about protecting minors from themselves as well, lah, right? Mm. And <laughs> there are certain times when when and that literally becomes a matter of uh, life and death as well, mm. uh, which is the next story that we're talking about also, right? Mm. <laughs> which is what? Well, what is it? What, what does a minor have to do with this story? So apparently, a 12-year-old boy, um, mm. he allegedly entered a private bus uh, and rode it for five hours in the morning of uh, one of the, the past few days and covered apparently 100 kilometers across Tampanese, Bidok, Pasiris, and Pongo. Mm, mm. Uh, 12 year old boy yeah um, who yeah so he has been arrested but it was just like uh, I mean there are there's there's pictures of him in the bus the CCTV pictures and he he apparently tried to break into other buses before that um, but uh, in the end he found this one bus and he went on a joyride for five hours mm, mm. so I mean it's still a developing story but well, well, why did you want to talk about this? Because to me, it was like, okay, this ridiculous thing happened. What the hell happened? Mm. What is, what, why every few days got some young kid doing something like insane, ridiculous? Yeah. Uh, what is happening to the world? But why did you want to talk about it? Um, I thought it was quite interesting because the the private bus charter uh, to whom the, the bus belonged, right? They themselves, mm. the, the company called A&S Transit, um, they actually did a Facebook post uh, yesterday saying that it was not the intention for the matter to become public. La. And they're going mm. to say that, you know, because this involves a minor and we don't want to, you know, it's the school exam period, we don't want to disrupt, um, you know, life for that minor. And we hope that people can be gracious and forgiving, in to take a gracious and forgiving approach in guiding our youth and supporting them the pursuit of their passion, you know. Um, so if you read it, it's not that the... Uh, it's quite strange because imagine the this is the company that whose bus was stolen, uh, driven around without their without their consent and damaged, and they're coming out and saying, um, you know, hey, ease up on the ease up on the kid, don't don't you know, um, drag him through the mud in social media, and let's be gracious and and help our youth in guiding them to express their passion. Uh. Mm. So when I saw that, I was like, mm, that's a pretty interesting take uh, from someone who whose property was just damaged. Um, so I did read up a little bit more and I found out that um, I think there's a very, very big, well, not, not very big, uh, I mean a few hundred. Uh, and there's a community of uh, bus enthusiasts in Singapore made up generally of quite young teenagers, you know. Um, mm. And these are bus enthusiasts who are obsessed with uh, buses uh, to the point where they, they know every single bus route. They know every model of every bus. They they photograph buses or uh, as a hobby. They meet up to discuss about buses and get this. Uh, like I think if you if you actually watch some of the YouTube 
videos and all. They actually make videos where they actually work with the company in question, ANS, ANS Transit, mm. to create a private charter like Night Rider service. Because I, I, I don't know if you remember, but the Night Riders, there was a Night Rider service in Singapore before COVID. And then because yes. of COVID, it was cancelled. And now it's, it hasn't come back since, like, right? Yeah. So uh, these yeah. guys are so enthusiastic about uh, buses and night buses and all that that they actually come together they, and work together with the ANS Transit to 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 create routes and, and do marketing and everything for these night rider buses. Mm. So they actually have, um, I think they have a very symbiotic, very close relationship with these bus companies. And I think these bus companies are aware that these are these are the greatest supporters, la, you know? These mm. bus bus enthuse, in, in, in I think in short form they're called bus enthuse. Uh and that's why the the company is taking such a like let's guide our youths uh to express their passion in healthy ways. I mean I think what they're pointing at is that this uh, in my spec my speculation so is that this kid is part of that bus enthusiast community. Mm. And he got very I don't know, maybe he got very excited about uh, maybe you saw in a video somewhere where he learned how to start a bus even without any, I think without any key or what. Or I've, I've even heard that these buses these days don't even need keys la, to be started, you know, mm. uh, because they're private charter buses and all that, right? Uh, so yeah, he just took his passion a step too far and thought he would like do whatever he'd been saying on YouTube videos of bus dri- what bus drivers are doing and just start a bus himself and just ride it around himself. La. You know, mm. so it's uh, if you really look at it, aside from the fact that I mean, it's a, it's, it's, I mean, it's a huge danger to other people on the road, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, this was a kid who had basically was over enthusiastic about his passion, and 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 ended up doing this, and that's but, why but, the company's tone is so like it seems so like oh, leave him alone, don't 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 judge him for what he did, lah. But to be fair, that's that's your hypothesis, lah. That he's part of the mm. community, or do you see somewhere that people are saying, "Oh, he's part of the the community"? I think the the there are some community pages for these bus enthusiasts, mm. and some of this are some of them have pointed out that there were there are a couple of uh, uh bus enthusiast content creators who have done like parody videos mm. about breaking into buses and starting the engines and driving them around things like that. And maybe when young minds are exposed to videos like that, they think that, hey, I, I've seen an influencer do that. I can do that myself too. La. And mm. uh, so they are, uh, these bus enthusiast communities are getting quite defensive la, about their about their content and about their, their community. La. I see. So, so that's where, uh, that's where I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that there is some, there's a link between those two, like the incident and the this bus enthusiast community. Oh, because I mean, I I first came to know of such uh, niche communities when I was working uh, at Singapore Airlines and school, which was mm. aviation, right? And I yeah. found out there are people who last time the the uh, what is it the coastal road, uh, you know, it was right next to the runway of Changi Airport, right? And you could watch there, watch planes, mm. there, and there were people who would camp out with like cameras and all just to catch like I think when the Dreamliner was coming out there was a lot of enthusiasts mm. who wanted to like just watch and, and catch the Dreamliner in action and yeah. I think one of my f- my ex-colleagues who told me yeah there are people who are damn hardcore they know everything about the plane Yeah, and then yeah. I discovered that there are similar ones for trains I know when the SMRT a news station pops up and all there's a whole group 
of people. I think they've made some videos before, which you can find on YouTube. There's a mm. new station and all this. And and yeah, buses, I'm not surprised also. La. So yeah. so then if I were to ask you, like, if you had a chance to talk to this 12-year-old boy, like, mm-hmm. like a 30-minute conversation, Terrence, what approach would you take? Um, I mean, you have to tell him that he's, yeah, what he did was very dangerous, la, right? Mm. And and he will face uh, repercussions because of this, because it's against the law and it's it's not it's not a laughing matter. And even though maybe, thankfully, no one was injured, but uh, property was damaged, and and that could be have been very very uh, very some really bad things could have happened to other people. La, and how would he feel if those bad things uh, happened to him or his family or his friends or something like right? Mm. So. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a tough one for for kids, especially when they get to the point where, where they're doing things that are you know dangerous to society, like, Right? You 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 know, there's all this. You spare the spare the rod, you spoil the child, and things like that. That's that that the school of thought. Um, but in this case, you know, he really did commit the crime already, like, Right? Yeah. And and, and you kind of he, he kind of needs to face the music, and you can't sugarcoat it anyway, lah. Right? Mm-mm-mm. Because, I mean, when I googled this thing, there was another case back in 2016 where there was a teenager mm. who got probation for stealing buses and going on joyrides. Mm. So he was a 17-year-old teenager uh, who was placed on 24 months probation for stealing three buses for joyrides. Mm. So, I mean, and it was noted in the court case that he had a fascination for buses. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, with that context, like, like with this 12-year-old boy, yeah, first clarifying that, yo, man, what... What the fuck were you thinking? You know, like, mm. um, but also to a certain extent, what that Facebook post was, you know, about guiding the youth. Mm. Because, okay, so as a 12 year old boy maneuvering mm. a bus mm. where the steering wheels are normally bigger than car steering wheels, right? Yeah. yeah. To drive 100 kilometers. Yeah. No better. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking impressive, dude. <laughs> I think I, even at 18, I was having trouble, like, like driving straight and everything. And that was with a car. This yeah, is a bus, yeah. no. Yeah. So, part of me, how, how did he do that? Because with 12, I mean, I don't know how tall he is, but you know, reaching the pedal, mm. the, the the bus steering wheel is like huge. Then, I don't know if buses are automatic or not, but I'm like, holy shit. So, we'll have to school this guy, like, what the fuck are you doing? But at the same time, like, how the fuck did you do this? <laughs> how did yeah, you man. discover this? How do you, how do you figure shit out? And, I mean, and and that's why I feel like guiding is is important, like, Because this guy, it's not something uh, something conventional that you would expect of a twelve year old boy. Mm. So Mm-mm-mm. this kid is like, what is his background? How how did it lead to this? Yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe what they what they should do is really, uh, fast track him to some kind of uh, you know, professional driving program, right? Where, but then you're sending could... what kind of message? Are you sending that? Sending, true, sending there. true, true. Yeah. Sending a wrong message. That is true. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there, there, there could be a you know with today's today's episodes about second chances, lah, right? So, hmm. uh, we, you know, like like what the the Facebook post was saying, we really should think about how to, you know, guide these kids' passions in the right way as well, lah. Yeah, yeah, because twelve year old, like hundred kilometers, that is. That is some crazy shit, man. Yeah. And his yeah. map apparently like there's a there's a map on mothership uh, about his route la. Um mm. it was going through housing estates and like um no oh he even went on the expressway, the TPE. 
It's just mm. like, God damn, this guy is, is well, so, something, something's up, man. Something's up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, Crazy. it is what is it? It's still being investigated. Uh, it's mm. just like, whoa, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. Crazy. Oh, yes. Crazy. Uh, yes. Speaking of uh, interesting things, what is your one short comment? Um, would you like to go first? Let me. Uh, yeah, sure. Let me pull I think my uh, you know, the we've gotten a lot of uh, since we we started we showed our show. She's a terrorist on uh, on on YouTube. I think mm. we've gotten a lot of uh, uh, good feedback and very positive vibes from everything, uh, even from uh, other content creators and all that. That was that have you know really. Uh, made it just made us feel at least a little better about the whole situation as well, right? Mm. And um, no, I love it that even in our episode eight, a lot of the comments were about um, just talking about you know giving giving their honest feedback about about uh, certain things they didn't like about whether it's the dialogue or what. But you know all the little comments about how even the little girl who acted in the show was cute, uh, chemistry was great. You know, I hope the harvest happens in season two. So all, all those are parts of the story that even I like all these years later, um, I, I might have even forgotten about it really. Lah. But for to be reminded of it with these through these positive comments has been pretty amazing and very humbling also. Lah. Yeah, so uh yeah, do do check out the series if you haven't yet. Mm. Mm. I would say also yes, for me yeah. for, for me also like um no specific comments because I had not looked at the comments uh on YouTube up till like mm. a few mm. days ago. Um mm. and and I was also surprised by the people uh giving comments la, to to that level of detail. Um yeah, yeah. and and just thought, hey, that that is interesting because it was like the days of when we used to upload more on YouTube and reading comments. I think some of our videos <laughs> had like thousands of comments. It was it was hey shit, uh I miss this la. I miss this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and yeah. it just felt like okay, you know, like the the people asking for bloopers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, which mm. we do have. Um, I know in the coming weeks we are gonna share more stuff like uh, just scene extracts and pictures and all that. But yeah, mm. it, it was nice, nice to see uh, people just respond to it, lah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's true. But overall, overall, that's that's yeah. that. And cool. uh, what is your one shook thing? Okay, my my one shook thing is um a recent video that I saw on YouTube. Uh, mm. which was uploaded on this YouTube channel called the Joe Rogan AI Experience. Yeah. So, you know, the Joe Rogan Experience is the uh, the podcast. It's, it's one of the biggest podcasts in the world. The Joe Rogan AI Experience is uh, a podcast channel that uploaded a, uh, their first podcast between Joe Rogan and Sam Altman, the mm. CEO of OpenAI who created ChatGPT. Um, mm-hmm. It's 50 minutes long. And it is entirely generated by AI. Mm. Which means the content, the voice, everything is generated by AI. And I say it's my one shook thing, but it's not like shook shook because now I'm back to being freaked out by AI. Mm. Um, mm. To the extent that when I played it for my wife uh, and I told her, yeah, this is ge- generated by ChatGPT, I mean by AI, she's like, oh, so they, they read it. Uh, so the, the, the script is from ChatGPT. I'm like, no, no, no. The whole thing is AI. She's like, oh, so what they, they keyed in the AI and they're reading the responses like no even the voice is AI mm. 
And it is some freaky shit. And even Joe Rogan himself responded on Twitter saying, this is, uh, is, is going to get slippery, kids. Because the next mm. podcast is between Donald, uh, Donald Trump and Joe Rogan. Uh, so you mean that's a, just, the, the next fake, the next fake podcast, the next like, fake one? Yeah, oh, wow. and it's it's fucking it, it's scary, lah. To me, it's scary, but I, I just wanted to highlight it also because it's important that I think people be aware of how fast this thing is progressing. Mm-hmm. How fast this thing is progressing, and like I don't know, yeah. So I I I oscillate between like oh AI is great, it's exciting to like oh my god to AI is great, and now I'm back in oh my god. Just freaking out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so just just take a listen and have your mind blown. Le. Yeah. Cool. And what about you, man? Um mine was uh I mean it's a piece of news, but I, I just saw I just saw it as a video mm. on the Straits Times YouTube channel where NASA, the space agency for the America, has unveiled a Mars habitat for year long experiments on Earth. Where mm. they get um uh, I think it's a volunteer crew or a, um a crew of uh, people training uh, to to be astronauts, to you know live on the what on a fake set of Mars for a year long just to experience what is it like to you know potentially live on Mars uh, in the future. Mm. So so and then they'll run experiments and and think and I think this will help NASA's research into how to make uh, sustainable communities on Mars. Uh. But mm. uh, I watched it, I was like, holy shit! Like we were two years ahead of the curve. Uh. <laughs> With our TV show, our Tamil TV series that we did uh, two years ago, mm. uh, Mars Boys and the Tom, which mm. was basically this entire concept like, of a, you know, a crew of people who, who uh, on a mission to Mars and then they 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 you know get onto a, a fake set that is essentially what essentially Mars like, right? Yeah, essentially the Mars habitat and then and then hijinks ensue. So yeah, I was just funny. Wow, like uh, it's come full circle. Like reality has caught up with with the art right now yeah man and we, like are they, are they like when is it gonna start uh, is, sometime is... in the it's sometime in the 2030s actually it seems like it's not gonna be any time oh wait I think uh, I think the if I there are four there are gonna be four crew members who will be announced um, but they said they said the mission will start in the 2030s lah so, I, I suppose it's a super long term kind of thing, you know. Because oh, uh, I don't think we're, dope, I don't think we'll be on Mars by the twenty thirties, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's cool, man. Especially now that I'm watching the Expanse, any mm. sci-fi, outer space shit, I'm down, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy! But cool, cool, awesome. awesome. All right, all right. Uh, Back thanks to for listening, second everybody. Second chance. A second, a second uh, podcast of the week. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's right. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody.